Wandeer is back again with something guaranteed to make your life just a little bit easier. You thought they had everything covered with the instant classic Wandeer S10 and under? Well, you couldn't be more wrong. The wise people at Wandeer know your child even better than you do. They're aware that as little Jimmy's brain grows and develops, he's going to stop wanting to play the mow the yard game. Eventually, he's going to get bored and lazy. Luckily, the adult product engineers at Wandeer are experienced at outsmarting children of all ages. Trust us, we hired the majority of them away from Hasbro and Mattel. With that in mind, on sale now at all Wandeer locations is the amazing, brand new, S11 and over all yard ATV. The men and women at Wandeer have taken your child's TikTok corrupted attention span into account with this fabulous new children's riding lawnmower. The S11 and over is totally customizable. You can slap on some of the free Wandeer stickers that are included and have little Lance or Karen feeling like a big X Games star as they ride around the yard, naively doing good old dad's yard work for him for at least a couple more summers. This allows you to continue propping your feet up with your favorite cold beverage on Saturday and catching every minute of the game. Still equipped with all of the safety features that you've come to expect and rely on, Juan Deere has broken the mold again with the S11 and over all yard ATV. Just tell them, put away that homework for now, kids. It's time for you to head outside for some fresh air and fun. Then you relax, pat yourself on the back, and let your kids take care of the mowing for you. Find it now, just in time for spring, at all authorized Juan Deere dealers. Oh, here we go again. Hey everybody, uh, here we are again. It's your two dads, it's your your online dads, your digital daddies, and we are back with yet another, yet another, another special episode. Another special one. We just, we, we're giving them out like Christmas presents, That's you guys. Right. I mean, you're so lucky. But <laughs> this time around, we're getting really crazy. We've got someone from the magical, mystical land of New Zealand. Hey. A dad from across the world. He's literally... Uh, like if I dug a hole through the earth, I think that's I think I would land in his backyard. Yeah, instead of China, like they yeah, like told he's, us. he's that far away. <laughs> it's Riley from Auckland, New Zealand. How's it going, man? Very, very good. Thank you very much. I'm I'm actually in the South Island of New Zealand. Oh but, my um, goodness! So it's that even all of my questions. I went off your Facebook profile. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's even further down um, if you dig a little bit deeper. But I am. Frodo's cousin. I'm not sure if you guys watch Lord of the Rings. I'm Frodo's cousin, <laughs> and I live. I do kind of live in a Hobbit house. I'm not going to lie; it's a tiny, tiny house. So I'm basically the epitome of. I've got a South African accent for those listening who might think he's not a Kiwi or New Zealander, but because um, I'm from South Africa originally. But yes, other side of the world, and I'm really, really happy to be here. It, it's it's not often that I'm. It's actually my first time I've been interviewed as a uh, as an interviewee. I interview a lot of people. People, but being interviewed by someone is kind of special. That's yeah, cool. well, you know, we're trying to get just dads from all walks of life. Yeah. Um, just get, you know, stories and advice and what have you from anybody and everybody, really. That's you know, awesome. we are we are new dads, so yeah. we're definitely still learning. How old are your, um, your, your children, if you don't mind me asking? Mine will be two in July. Why are you looking at me? Uh, because I need to, <laughs> oh. I need to concentrate. 
it's not my kid yeah <laughs> i thought you might say at the very most maybe you could have nodded and give me a thumbs well, up i was gonna like, say yeah but you just looked at me like i should know okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe you should know maybe you I should, should know. know two in july i've got a yeah i've got a six-year-old um girl uh, six and a half and a three-year-old girl nice um that's me mine will be three in a couple weeks in may right on. Well, actually, middle um, of may that was like, going to be one of the questions um you know with like your uh, number of kids and their ages we may come back to that actually if we have time we had something we wanted to ask you in regards to the things that you had dealt with as far as the background you said you're you know you're originally from south africa anything else cool that you you know that you could uh, throw out there to mystify and i just i don't know draw the fans well, in no, an amazing thing. There are a couple of of incredible things. I've, I've had quite an interesting, interesting life. I'm, I'm 30 years old now. You guys look younger, but um, <laughs> it might be a similar. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it must be because but, the camera's so far away. Yeah, it must be the camera. But I, um, growing up, I one of the cool I things I had was a pet lion. So I had a lion. This is truth. Uh, his uh, the lion's parents uh, passed away, and we took it in. And uh, when I was a baby, uh, I don't remember too much about it, but my parents uh, showed me photos and this little pet wow. lion. So growing up with a pet lion is quite special. A lot of people think you know people from South Africa basically ride a rhino to work, or uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, pet lion's pretty cool. And we used to camp in in uh, overnight safaris over there. I came over to New Zealand when I was sixteen. My parents had nothing. It was they just had a backpack, and um, we didn't have residency or anything like that. And they found a job, worked really, really hard, uh, to allow us to have a, a really cool life. And yes, we were in Auckland for twelve years, and then we moved to the South Island, um, to a smaller town because we could actually afford to buy a house. <laughs> and uh, we live off grid here in New Zealand, in the South Island, off grid. You know, we're on solar power, and we poop in a in a, in a bucket. Uh, we've got a compostable toilet, which is fun. And we've got 70 chickens, two ponies, three goats, four dogs, a couple of parrots, a couple of tortoises, and a bunch of other animals and five acres in the bush. So, yeah, we love our life. We love our life. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. You may also be psychic because you just answered like at least one or two more questions that I had written down. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound really amazing, though. I mean, like, like if I could just get into that situation without building it up the way you you probably had to, then I would be like, okay, I can make this happen. But I'm not going to just move into that situation and then start from the ground up. Like, I, I just couldn't do that. No, I know what you mean. It, it does take a lot of time, and it is it's it's hard hard work, but it's nothing better than bringing your children up. This way is a real special way to bring your children up in the bush and amongst nature, uh, teaching them empathy and sympathy uh, with animals. It's, it's quite, quite special. Yeah. Right on. Good content. So I've got these list of questions that we will maybe run through quickly, maybe not. And I'm just going to run down the line. So if it looks like I'm reading, that's it's because I'm reading. <laughs> so first off, you're from New Zealand. And I don't know if this is more just an American thing, but do you feel like Australia gets all the attention? Australia does get a lot of attention, that's for sure. But we have the best rugby team here in New Zealand, <laughs> you know, the All Blacks. And uh, we always hold that over the Australians. Having the All Blacks, the number one team in the world, really makes us stand out there. And Australia has so many freaking things to kill you. I was just going to say, spiders, nothing else. Snakes. Yeah. I went to Australia and they said, wear long pants because ticks are going to come up and, and bite your balls. <laughs> and... Um, 
you don't have that here. You can go into the bush and you won't be killed by little animals. You might be attacked by a deer is the worst thing. <laughs> right on. Moving on. You went to a boy's school. At least that's what Facebook says. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a religious school? It wasn't a religious school. I am religious as a person, though. I, I'm, I'm Christian. But it wasn't a religious school. It was just, just a boys' school. It's quite well known in New Zealand, but it's, it's good for sports and music and stuff like that. All right. On. Oh, cool. Cool. You know, when I think boys' school, I think a massive amount of testosterone in the air. Were there a lot of, like, like a lot of, uh, you know, guys uh, punching around in, in back of the school? You know what? In South Africa, growing up, at schools, there was a lot of fights at co-ed schools. But I've thought about this before. And being at a boys' school, there's no one to impress. Yeah. There's no one to impress. You don't have to worry about, you know, there's girls, there's girls around. We need to fight and, <laughs> and kick each other's ass to show who's the, who's the boss. So there's a lot of mutual respect at a boys' school. There are some hazing and stuff like that. I went to a boys' school in South Africa before I left. And again, a lot of mutual respect. The only weird thing was... Uh, to, as initiation to the school, they used to hold the boys down, spray aerosol deodorant on, on people's nipples, and then flick the nipple off once it freezes. Oh so my them, god! Are I you know. for real? Yeah, for real. That was initiation, so everyone had one nipple, and that was a bit of fun. That was but, a bit of fun. <laughs> but no boys' school. No, no fighting. It was quite a strict school, so we didn't fight. When the girls came to play, we fought. But <laughs> but no, we didn't fight at the boys' school. Less fighting. Interesting. A little bit of psychology. Mm. Okay, so uh, going on, uh, New Zealand is a mystical place with Tanahua, I think I'm pronouncing this right, Mohouse, and Hobbits. Do you have any cool ghost stories? Ghost? Yeah. Any Ooh. paranormal activity? Hey, that's, a, that's a good question. I Not necessarily ghost stories, but... There is, there was a weird thing that happened to me recently. So we live quite far away from civilization and being in the bush, you don't hear much. And walking outside one day, we heard this weird, this weird singing in the distance. And I was, I was like, what the heck is that? It was like a group of like 50 to a hundred people singing with the drums in a different language. And I was like, what the hell's going on? So I... You know, I tried to walk in closer and listen to them, and I heard it was like a, it was something like either Maori, which is a native language, or something else. But I'm not fluent. And then I walked closer, snuck through the bush, and I found these people who were dressed all in red, and they had a bull's head, and they were covered in blood, and they were dancing naked around this fire. Um, and I had my daughters with me at the time, so I <laughs> I, I I moved them. You know, I told my daughters to look away. I didn't approach them, but... No, I don't think I would have either. No, I don't know that I would But there were probably about 20, 30 people doing that. And that's a little bit strange. And I couldn't find out what the hell they were doing. But uh, after Googling it, it seemed like they were doing, which is weird. They were doing a a Native American Indian ritual. Mm. Huh which is so strange in a little town in the bush in New Zealand. <laughs> but that was, the, that was the closest I got to, I suppose, paranormal. It was very, very weird. That is and, definitely extra normal. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had someone dancing naked in your, in your uh, driveway? Uh, no, no, no. And if I did, I would have, you know, looked the other way and then probably mm. called. called I, I, you know, I could call the cops because I live in civilization. But, <laughs> I mean, 20 or 30 people, that is, I don't even, like, I would... I don't know. Like, 
I, I would be so away, afraid slowly. that like I would be the next head that they were going to hold up. Yeah. Just because you didn't obviously like you didn't expect to walk in on that like and you didn't know no. what they were doing. I let them be. I did leave them leave them be. Um, but I did uh, just to show them that I had some weapons. Uh, I did some target practice on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I shot my shotgun a few times. Um, not so at them. They but... noticed you, or they like you think they saw you? No, they didn't. They didn't see me. But I went back and I made some noise just All to right. show them. Yeah, that, just, um, just so they would know. Okay. Yeah, we're in the community. We're here, and this is this is kind yeah. of our area. You're not alone out here. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, the next question was about living off the grid. You talked a bit about that. Moving on. So, okay. This was once, this is about Auckland. It's between the Pacific and the Tasman Sea. So much water. Have you ever seen any sharks or had any encounters? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, a few, actually, a few, a few encounters. There aren't a tremendous amount of great whites here in New Zealand, but that's a scariest shark. Yeah. But we do have, um, a bunch of other sharks. I've seen so many fins, and and me and my wife are ocean swimmers, so we do um, ocean races around the country. So yeah, one one time we were doing an ocean race. My wife touched something blue in the water, and she told me at the end. And um, we got out the water, and it was a big blue shark there, quite a big one. Um, oh, um, and another time in South Africa. I know it was a question about New Zealand, but in South Africa, I was a lifesaver. And on the beach, I'm standing there. I'm only 11, 12 years old, standing there, you know, checking. The, and this woman used to come every single day and have a swim every single day. And she's an older lady. She goes in up to her waist, stands there, cleans her goggles out, and a great white takes her. And she just see her Damn. disappear. And we, we, we went out in the boats, looked for her. All we found was her swimming cap. She was eaten whole by a great white. Whoa. Wow. That's what I was hoping you would have a story about. <laughs> That shit, blow. like I watched Jaws at a way too early an age and, you know, I've been fascinated and, and repelled and, and just frightened ever since. If I'm dreaming and there's water in the dream, there's going to be a great white shark in the dream too. Uh, just... I'd, I'd, I'd die of a heart attack before, um, before the shark eats me. I'd hope yeah, I'd die of a heart yeah, attack before to. the shark eats me. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, um, like similar to your wife, I almost touched a, uh, I think it was a, a white tip um, when I was snorkeling. I just knew it was a tail with a white tip on it. It like fluttered away before I could grab it. So that was a, about the closest I came physically. Um, nothing, you know, to write home about though. And nothing that, nothing quite as crazy as that. So, so you, did you see it happen? Like, did you see her disappear? Yeah. Yes. I was looking at her because I liked her and I spoke to her quite a bit. And as I said, she was swimming there for about 40, 40, 50 years, every single day in the morning. Wow. And then after that, shark attacks happened every week at that particular beach. It was a beach called Fishhook Beach in South Africa in Cape Town on the tip. And every week the f shark f flags were out and they just stopped. I'm not sure if they got the taste for blood or uh, chumming got closer, but... Uh, which, which is which is like cage diving. They throw a lot of food in the water, and um, oh, so, yeah, I read that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that got a little bit worse. But yeah, shark attacks happen regularly there. Not as much as not as much in New Zealand. There's a lot less, even though there's ocean everywhere. Um, there's a lot less shark attacks. A lot of shark sightings, but because there's less great whites, there's less shark attacks. Interesting. Oh, spooky. Like as a child, like did you have nightmares about that, or was it just like? so fast and over that it didn't really even register i was affected by it for sure especially being a lifeguard we you know we swam in that ocean regularly and deep very deep we used to go super deep and then swim back and after that probably a couple of weeks after that we were swimming in the water 
And, you know, I, there's a group around me, but I was relatively quick at the time. So I used to like get into the front and um, I'm swimming. It's quite dark underneath. You can't really see. Head down, goggles on. I see a shadow come underneath me. And I'm like, oh, crap. I just come up and I say, hey, guys, shark, shark, shark. And then next to me, killer whale pops up and then goes back down. But <laughs> that, that freaked me out a little bit more because I was involved. And killer whales, they can kill you, but they don't necessarily do it. But that was because of the shark attack that recently happened. I, I kind of crapped myself. I bet. Yeah. I mean, even like I know just from books and, and TV that, like you said, typically killer whales don't attack humans. It's like very rare. Yeah. But at the same time, one pops up next to me. Yeah, that water's going to turn brown, and like yellow, whatever the case <laughs> may be. Uh, hopefully it's a defense mechanism. Crazy. Okay, good, good. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that was like a successful question, so to speak. Okay, moving on. Auckland, uh, once again, this is an Auckland question, used to be the capital of New Zealand before 1865 when it was changed to Wellington. And I don't know if you're closer to Wellington, but what makes them so special? True. Good question. Really good question. Um, you have really good questions. Um, well, Auckland, yeah, Auckland, the city of sales, is the most populized, um, populized, <laughs> has the most people in all of New Zealand. But oh, Wellington is now the capital because of the parliament, the parliament buildings in Wellington. So it's called the Beehive. And I think, I'm not an expert, but I, I believe they have the Beehive down there. It's a big movie town as well. You know, a lot of fantastic museums. So Wellington's actually just at the bottom of the North Island. I'm at the middle of the South Island. So I am close to Wellington, but um, that's probably why it moved because of Parliament and uh, the governments having their base there. Um, but yeah. Auckland is the most popular. Have you guys been to New Zealand? No. Oh God, uh, no, no. I worked with a uh, a Kiwi once and got off to a an embarrassing start when I was like, "So you're from South Africa?" And he's like, "No." And I was like, "Oh, Australia?" And he's like, "No." And I'm like, oh God, then where are you from? He's like, I'm from New Zealand. I was like, oh, I don't know why. I never would have thought that. So how far are you from what would be considered the North Island? Like how far of a trip is that? Yeah, so it's it's about an an eight-hour drive and then a two-hour ferry. Um, eight-hour drive, two-hour ferry, and then you're in the North Island. But my family are still in Auckland, and we, we we're going to go up there very soon. But my wife's from Scotland as well. You may have seen on Facebook. So we do travel quite a bit to see the family uh, because we're quite alone in this little town, like I said. Wow. So you're from South Africa. She's from Scotland. Like that was, you can almost guarantee that you were meant to be. Like, I mean, <laughs> how else were you ever going to find each other? Oh, for um, sure. So moving on, the hill with the largest name in the world is located on the Southeast coast. Uh, can you say that name? Do you know the hill I'm referring to? I do know the hill you're referring to. And I wish I could for the viewers. <laughs> I wish I could even try. It I is 85 letters long. You give it a go. I want to hear you say it. Uh, I only wrote down the first line. Okay. Hingakoa. <laughs> Beautiful. That's very good. And a lot of, I, I, I don't know Maori too well, but I've got a funny story about this. So there is a, um, a lot of places. So W-H in Maori, you say F, you say F. And, oh, yeah, um, that's, that's totally, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I know, it does. And there's one town up in the North Island. When I first came here, I was like, hey, uh, have you heard of a place called um, Fuckadada? <laughs> um, and they're like, no, no, I think it's it's, it's called it's actually called Fuckapapa. Fuck <laughs> but, but I said Fuckadada, 
And uh, yeah, that was a bit, bit, bit funny. Yeah, but there's a lot of no, you fool. <laughs> it's fuck up, Papa. <laughs> no, there's a lot of weird, weird Maori names uh, of of towns, but it's, it's it's a lot of cool culture as well. So in America, we basically shit on the Native Americans and did all we could to eradicate them. What is it like with the Maori? Do you, did you pretty much you know learn to live peaceably beside them, or were you know Similar did they thing. need to fight for their Okay, so they, they were also yeah, yeah, similar thing. It was there was war, you know, wars and blah blah blah, and and uh, I think they killed and uh, maimed and raped a lot of them when we came over, which is what the white men do, yeah, uh, what thing. the white men do best. But it's our thing, it's our brand. But we did sign a treaty called the Treaty of Waitangi, and since that treaty, it, it was peace. But it kind of screwed the Maoris over in the treaty. Shocker. <laughs> you know, it's basically, it's basically like, oh, we give you a couple of blankets and food and, and you give us all your land. And one of those um, blankets has smallpox. <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah, I heard about that recently. Actually, I watched, I listened to the Bad Friends podcast, and they were talking about that. I love that podcast. Um, I'll have to, but, I'll have to uh, remember that one. But Bad Friends. You don't know it, Bad Friends? No, I've never, I've never come across that one. Mm-hmm. Andrew it's Santino not, uh, and Bobby Lee. Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee are the people. It's one of the most pop- popular podcasts out there. Um, a lot of swearing and stuff. Maybe like I've that. seen the picture. If I'm not already familiar with the host in some way, shape, or form, I typically aren't inclined to give it a try because there's a lot of comedians and what have you with podcasts, and I'm not stand-up comedy isn't really like something I'm into. So yeah. it, I have to be attracted to whatever it is you're doing before I'm going to jump on. But it, you know, given that you've recommended them, I'll, I'll definitely give them a try. Cool. Sounds good. Um, and if nothing else, you know, hey, uh, your two dads listeners, all, oh gosh, 50 million of you <laughs> listen to Bad Friends and the yeah. Anime Dad podcast, but we'll get to that later. Moving on. Okay. So only 5% of the New Zealand population is human uh, because you guys got so many. Uh, never mind. You already said you had a fucking lion as a pet. So <laughs> like that's not going to get any more interesting than that. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been here, but the Blue Lake is so clear that it freaks me out. It's hard to look at. Have you ever been there? The Blue Lake in America. In uh, New Zealand. There's a, uh, I guess in near Auckland, there's a blue, the clearest lake. Clearly you've not been there, uh, but it's the clearest water in the world. Uh, and it's called the Blue Lake. I've been to a place called the Blue Lake in Rotorua, um, which is in the middle of the North Island. That might be it. But um, there's a place, it. there's a place, yeah, and it is gorgeous. But there's a place here that, that seems even bluer. It's, uh, it's called... It's on the west coast of the South Island called the Hokitika Gorge. And you go there and it's like a fluorescent blue because it's from the glaciers in the mountains and the water runs down from the glaciers and it's super clear and beautiful. I swam in there and you drink the water and um, you only vomit for a couple of weeks after that. But <laughs> awesome. um, you know, it's, really, it's really, really cool. Sounds cold. Mm. It is cold. Right. Okay. Oh, and so I, I used to have a D&D podcast and we still play a D&D. Ooh. So I'm in this group chat with the players and I asked them if they had any questions that I should ask you anything they were interested in. I think these are all still relatively unanswered and certainly pertinent to, to your life. So how off the grid are you? I, I know you've mentioned a couple of things, you know, compost, uh, compost toilet, uh, being a pretty far, uh, so, yeah, solar powered, like how far in, in your eight hours from the coast and then in the uh, two hour ferry, but how far are you like to the closest town or, or the closest neighbor? Yeah, we're not just by the way, D&D, I've just got into it and it's so much fun. I, um, I, I just, I just did a zoom, a one shot zoom with someone in um, Texas. 
Um, right on. A good friend of mine, and uh, it is freaking cool. So if you any, if, if I have any space or you do it on Zoom anytime, I'm keen. But um, I mean, we, we do. Are, I don't know how we would yeah. work the timing out, but we do have a player that he's from Florida, so we already are doing online. You just um, let me know, and I'll I'll wake up in the middle of the night so we can play. I'm looking for a group. <laughs> all right, well, and I can play, do... um, I got you on Messenger. It's every other Sunday, and it would be not tomorrow or whatever the day it is. I don't even know what fucking day it is. Uh, not this coming Sunday, but the next Sunday. Oh, cool. I'm keen. I guess it would be about 11 o'clock in the morning your time. Because uh, it's oh, yeah. 7, seven o'clock-ish this time. So we play for about three hours, 7 to 10. I'll get back to you on that. We already have campaigns in, in progress, but it's no problem yeah, yeah. to jump in. Uh, and we're I... getting off the topic on that. Um, sorry you were saying you were saying uh, uh yeah, yeah. Off, 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 off the grid yeah are you uh well first off i assume that you have a card am i correct and you like do have you know a vehicle and or are you like yeah. really like you ride one of those horses yeah we're not uh we're not we're not tremendously off the grid like like i said we poop in a bucket compostable toilets um we're, we're fully on solar we've got starlink internet which is one thing that's on the grid that's a satellite internet from elon musk my my brother from south africa i think that's elon and <laughs> we were about 20 minutes from the nearest small town where i wanted to go more off the grid but my wife needs some social life she said um <laughs> so uh, i don't necessarily i, I mean you should have told her. her you had a ceremony just like right in the backyard not too long ago like all kinds I of know. people well, my wife's my best friend, so that's all I need. But I, and then walking out um, outside of my house, which is quite cool, you just hear deer roaring all around us, and that's really special. So we are kind of in the bush in that sense. I, I hunt, you know, I try fish. So yeah, not tremendously off the grid. We still got the the some necessities of life, like hot water. Um, we do bath in a bath that I put a fire underneath it sometimes. But we try. We're working our way more and more into the bush, just trying to get my wife used to it, one step at a time. And is it more of a just an environmentally friendly lifestyle or is it just like I hate people and I, I just want to this is the way I want to live? It's it's more, you know, I know times are going to get harder um, soon. You know, times have got hard for a lot of people financially and where we live as well. Is, there is quite a few earthquakes and um, volcanoes. So I, I'd like to be prepared for if anything happens like doomsday preppers. Hmm. Um, so if something does happen, at least we got power. At least we probably got internet, and at least we'll have food. Um, and I just want—I just want to be prepared and and uh, teach my family how to survive if things get worse financially or or a volcano erupts. Did your like dad or or uncle, grandpa? Did they teach you how to live that way? Did you have to learn on your own? Was it just something you were interested in? Learned on my own a lot of ways. My dad has always been prepared and and um, and weary of stuff like that. But we never lived like that in the past. We went from house to house regularly. We didn't have much money. So we never really lived like that in the past. But my dad always warned me of it, for sure. Right this is just a personal thing that I, um, I've thought about while you were talking. But what are the property laws like over there? Let's say, for whatever reason, you're like, I don't like this spot no more. I want to move down, you know, down the road. Like, do you have to tell somebody? Like, is that is that land regulated? Or can you just basically up and move five miles away and then, you know, find an open spot and, and, and resettle? I wish that was the case. Um, I, I heard Alaska is similar to that. Um, or like, like if you're there for a certain amount of time, it's your land or something like that. But no, it's quite, it's quite stringent and normal. You know, we pay rates still, even though we're off grid and stuff like that. We pay rates. We own a particular portion of land that's tight, you know, it's got a border. So you're kind of normal. Okay, I was thinking like Wild West or something like that. <laughs> that would be cool. I like that. 
Okay. One of the other questions. Uh, so they were, they were interested in how your children were acclimated to urban society. Are they uh, comfortable in cities? And is your plan to try and sway them into your lifestyle when they're adults? Or do you expect them to, you know, to maybe move into, into town? I'd hope they, I'm trying to get them to love it as much as I do. That's for sure. I'm trying to get them to enjoy it as much as I do and see, see the benefits of it as much as I do and not when they get older, turn away from it and say, oh, we grew up like this. I hated that. I hated that portion of this. You know, I want them to really enjoy off-grid living and see the benefit and value of it. But but if they decide to move more urban or more city, I'd support them. They A funny thing my daughter said the other day, because we did come from an urban place, Auckland, living in a normal house for a while um, down to the South Island, she said, hey, dad, it's funny. Recently, I've seen, I've seen you kill fifteen animals, <laughs> different animals, and and she she got so acclimatized to it and and used to it that she sees me kill a sheep and and uh, you know gut it and stuff and she's sitting there eating her lunch <laughs> watching me um, wow. because I want her to understand and know where her food comes from but but yeah that's something uh, that I've noticed different and she's she seems to enjoy it which is nice that's gonna be intimidating when like you know, a boy comes along trying to date her. She's going to, she's gonna be like, Oh, we got to go hunting and then I'm going to kill it. And then I'm going to cook it. And he's going to be like, Oh, okay. I'm just going to stand here then. I'll, for hold, sure. it. I'll hold your that's, ammo for you. That's the hope. Um, oh, what do you guys do as far as medical care? Do you basically try to take care of it all yourself? Do you have a local, I don't relatively local doctor that you go to or what's the case there? Yeah, we have a relatively local doctor that we go to. My wife actually has a specialist appointment uh, four hours away um, oh, God. Uh, on Monday. So we're going to go up there and spend the night with civilization over there. So, yeah, we do believe in traditional medicine. I'm on medication for my anxiety and, and stuff like that. I, I wish I wish we were more, more naturalist in that sense, and maybe we'll be like that in the future. But for now, we do rely on medication and stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely the same way. I'm not going to like say no to medication by any means. If it helps, it helps. And lastly, they were interested in hobbies, you know, because I guess in their minds, a, a hobby ends and begins with video games or something along those lines. What do you guys do? You know, I know you said you have internet and it, from talking to you, it, is, it appears to be very stable. But, it, you know, do you have stuff that you guys do as a family or do the kids have go-to games that they typically like to play? Or what's, what's the case uh, there? Yeah, well, my daughters have a stick each that they're named. Um, I'm just joking. No, <laughs> no I um, no, we because we have good internet and the solar power is quite good. We do play games. I've got a Nintendo Switch. I've got an Xbox. I've got a gaming computer. So I, I do enjoy Elden Ring, Skyrim. Um, so, so it's just video games are just as big a part of your life as they would be. Yeah, video games is great. Anime is big for us. We love watching Netflix and shows. We we, we play music together. So uh, I'm a guitarist and I sing. So we do that sometimes. It's different. And then a lot of hikes and hunting uh, that we try to do. There's beautiful hikes where we live. That's absolutely incredible views. Um, they're tough. We went on a six-hour one relatively recently. Six hours up like a mountain, which was tough. Um, with Because the girls, I carried them some of the way, most of the way. And <laughs> um, we stayed at, at a dock, at, like a house at the top. Um, that they have do you stay there for free you go down but yeah so we do hike a lot which is kind of fun right on 
All right. So that's basically all the questions that I had uh, as far as just general, like fun, you know, questions for moving on from that, just real quick, we wanted to get into some dad stuff. And I think that before I forget, Dan, you had something you wanted to ask real quick. Uh, yeah, actually, I actually have a couple other questions about just listening to you talk and everything about where you're from. I don't want to get we're, we try not to get political or religious. Those are our kind of two rules. But how did the pandemic hit you guys being kind of I mean, you guys are away from a lot of, from what it sounds like you're not isolated in the in that sense, but you you're kind of away from you know, the bigger cities, you're all not alone, but you're kind of alone. And I was just wondering how that, how that affected you guys. Yeah. Good question. No, we, we, um, we run a business down here, um, a swim school where we go to the nearest town and we do teach the kids how to swim. So we do, we're affected financially in that sense, but my family are the best, the best friends I have, you know, my girls and my wife and spending time with them because we were shut down. New Zealand was quite strict on a lot of the shutdowns. We shut down immediately. Uh, for six weeks, you couldn't leave the house in a lot of ways. They were very, very strict. And so, and it worked initially, and it didn't work, and it worked, and didn't work, and it worked, and didn't work. So, <laughs> like everyone in the world. But, yeah, but, yeah being at home, uh, being off grid definitely did help. Um, you know, killing a few chickens, eating them for dinner, <laughs> um, stuff like that definitely did help. Having the big area to play with, you know, our backyard being a, being bush and forest definitely did help as well because we had entertainment uh, we had right. food uh, and uh, but yeah new zealand as a whole struggled a little bit and we still recovering yeah oh yeah but yeah anyway on the dad stuff go for it or uh well i had one my daughter right now is kind of uh she's in that phase where she likes chicken nuggets french fries and pizza and that's you know that's about it i was wondering if you went through that with your kids and and how you not recovered, but how you came out of that or how you got them to eat more variety or, or did you just kind of ride it out and let them eat what they liked and kind of that kind of thing? That's a really, really good question because I do struggle with that. And recently I've been struggling with it as well. I made my daughters a lovely pasta and mince last night. And, uh, because it had too many vegetables and not tomatoes, they're like, <laughs> no, we're not having that. So it's a struggle. It's a daily struggle. I still struggle with it. Mm -hmm. What I seem to do is I end up grating broccoli in different <laughs> things or or coat, coating it in cheese sauce i don't mind them getting more calories at all as long as they get some of those vitamins and, and nutrients we also make smoothies as well right. so we make some smoothies which they like we chuck some sweet stuff some dates in there and then they, they drink that which is quite good and we have a bit of a, a supplement a vegetable supplement for the girls which you add to the smoothie which helps a little bit as well we try work with them you know when i was younger i hated i didn't love my mother saying to me you're going to sit there until you eat the whole thing. And yeah. I just keep it in my mouth. And I don't have the best memories about of that. So I prefer keep it calm, be happy, and then give them alternatives potentially. So you are, not to, not to jump in, no, but, but you are of the mind that, like I made them, you know, this awesome pasta that I love and that they won't eat. You will give them something else in that in that particular case? I am of that mind, yeah. Just, just because... You know, it's a lot of work. Maybe I'm lazy, but, <laughs> but as a dad, sometimes it's a lot of work being like, put it in your mouth, you know, another spoon, yeah. another spoon, another spoon, another spoon. I would try to get them something else and, and maybe some fruit or, or, or something. As long as they get the nutrients, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, as long as they're growing, you know, that's really the big thing that you worry about. Right. Yeah. Kind of similarly along those lines, the question that I had was, do you have any uh, current issues you're dealing with? 
we're also dealing with with potty training. Yeah. You know, we haven't really, at least I haven't really fully entered that phase. He tries to use the bathroom. He just doesn't. Are you uh, going through anything like that? That it's a big deal for you right now? Yeah, there were a few. There were a few. My 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 youngest daughter, who's three, you know, she she took really well to potty training initially, uh, really really well because she saw her big sister doing it, and that made the difference. Yeah. Seeing her big sister use the toilet, she wanted to really use the toilet, but she recently has been having little accidents that, that just came up out of the blue because she was doing so well, but. It could be an attention thing, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working through that at the moment. As well as screen time is a difficult one that I, that we struggle with. I'm more relaxed about screen time because I use my own screen time as a coping me- mechanism for anxiety and stuff like that. So I don't mind them watching more screen. My wife's a bit more strict about it. So that's a bit of a, a struggle. And my daughter being six, both of my daughters, actually, their personality is quite strong and... Uh, uh, so very... it must be a girl thing. I swear, <laughs> not to cut you off, but it, it must be a girl thing because my daughter yeah. has a very strong personality already too, and she's going to be three in a couple weeks. True, <laughs> that's so true. No, they're very, very strong, strong-willed, very yeah. stubborn. Now yes, and again, my God, and uh, that's 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 a challenge that we face every single day. But I heard a really good good advice recently that helps me a little bit. Every time I feel frustrated or angry in those situations. I, I think to myself, you know, I fast forward time and I think, well, you know, 20 years down the line, if I could come back to this one moment and live it for five minutes, of course I'd do that. Mm-hmm. Of course I'd do that in a second. I'd miss my house being messy. I'd miss my daughters being stubborn to me. So I quickly do that little mental exercise and I think, to the, and, I, and I just, I calm down immediately and I think, I, lo- I love you girls. And let's work, let's work through this together. It yeah. helps me. Right on. Yeah. I like, I'll find myself sometimes like he'll just be screaming and throwing, throwing himself on the ground. And I'm just like laughing because I'm like, this is, this is childhood. Like, yeah. this, is, this is what I signed up for. Yep. So true. Good to know that the picky eater phase is going to last basically until they're in their teen years oh, yeah. or, or, or longer. <laughs> it will. So our next daddy issue, which I guess we will more than likely record next week is going to be about getting time to yourself. I am a big proponent like yourself i have issues with anxiety and depression it can play a big part in your life and it's hard to deal with on the day-to-day and i think that you know just being able to relax whether it's fishing hunting driving around uh, you know i think that it's necessary to get some time to yourself but at the same time uh, my wife never needs that she's more than happy just to be around me and and our son 24 7. what are your you know what are your feelings on that well um yeah, well, the, my anxiety initially started when my just talking about anxiety for a second before I answer the the, the question. But uh, a day after having our second daughter, uh, my wife had a stroke, and that was terrible. Um, you know, it, 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 we were in hospital for you know, fifteen days. She still has some lasting effects from it, uh, mentally and fatigue and stuff like that. So I have a bunch of anxiety from that, and it just skyrocketed after that period of time. So time to myself is quite important. I uh, I use things like anime, entertainment, you know, Netflix. I'm quite easy in the sense that if I don't have, it's probably something I need to work through. But if I don't have a podcast in my ear, if I don't have, if I'm not watching something uh, or if I'm not doing something with my kids, 
my mind just goes on a loop and I just think, overthink, overthink, yeah. overthink, overthink. <clears throat> what if this happens? What, what if that happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? And it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. But when I'm watching TV or Netflix or playing a game, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just, and, and that helps me a heck of a lot. When I'm listening to a podcast, when I'm doing my chores, check a podcast in, it helps me not think about, overthink about things. So it's probably not the healthiest coping method and probably not the healthiest time to myself, but it right, it helps me cope for the moment. And that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, that's what you need. You're not looking for a cure. You're just looking for something to get you through the day. I've actually reached a level... I guess it's a general anxiety thing. You know, it's not spiking anymore, but I basically have an, an earbud in virtually all day long. Uh, Me too. To, yeah. Like my, my wife's like all the time you've got, you know, that in your ear and you never can hear what I'm saying. And, you know, I, I've explained it to her in bits and pieces, but, you know, by and large, it's just a conversation that we've never sat down and had. If I turn off and, and you know, let in the silence, then I'm over here, like looking through t- texts that I've sent today and like rereading them and, for no reason, like I can't unsend them yeah. and, and and they're not even like bad text. It's just like, you know, did I say what I wanted to say? Or, uh, you know, I'm like worried about the podcast and I'm like, oh God, we got you know, fucking 15 listeners. Like nobody listens to this fucking thing. Why we even keep going? <laughs> I have to be watching something. I have to be listening to something or actively involved in doing whatever. Otherwise, just things aren't good. That's funny. That's really funny. I haven't met anyone or maybe I haven't been honest about um that to people before as much. I don't talk to people regularly. But um haven't met someone else who does that. But yeah, even when I feel like a bad dad now and again, because I have my earbud in my ear when I'm trying to play with my kids sometimes and or well, most of the time, you know, <laughs> listening yeah. to podcasts or whatever. And um and it just relaxes me and, and uh, my wife t- sometimes does ask me questions two or three times and <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry babe, just pause, you know. But that that's interesting. That's good to hear that I'm not the only one. I mean, we're pretty honest on this. Yeah, I yeah. think, I think my honesty maybe go, it goes a step too far sometimes. Yep. Uh, oh, thank, I appreciate that. You appreciate you up so quickly. No, I was agreeing. Like that's it's it's almost uh, we're almost too honest sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. In fact, like I'm so honest that when I'm joking, like I'm I worry maybe after the fact that people are like, oh well, what of that was real? Because like <laughs> right. I'll yeah. I'll talk about how my relationship with my dad is awful and that he's a piece of shit and then i'll turn around and be like and when my son's bad i kick him in the face <laughs> right, and right right i feel like at the time uh, you know it's obvious one thing is clearly real and one thing is like obviously not but at the same time i say it all in the same tone i mean you know i say it all with a straight face <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that you know people that like if you get the show then i think that you're like you're immediately going to be a pretty good fan of the show but if yeah, like if you don't get the comedy that i come with then you're going to be like, okay, one star moving on to the next. (laughs) So that's actually the extent of everything I have talked about everything that we had written down. Uh, What about you? Do you have anything to promote? Did you have anything that you wanted to ask us? Well, I I did recently start this podcast called the Anime Dad Podcast, which is a bunch of fun. And I'm talking to these cool people every single week. And you're right. It's a little bit of therapy as well. Because I I mean, I love talking to my wife and kids, but I don't have any friends here where I am. So talking to these people around the world and I made some really cool friends, some some voice actors that are from my childhood, you know, Dragon Ball Z. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but uh, Stephanie Nandolny, the voice of Goku, uh, Kid Goku and, and Teen Gohan. Um, Sunny Strait, the voice of Krillin and Usopp in One Piece. I've spoken to them and, and they're my friends now. 
How hard is and it to get weird. those guys, not to interrupt you, but yeah. I, like they seem, you know, I, I've seen Dragon Ball, not not all of them. I haven't seen most of the movies, but I've seen almost all of every series, uh, at least the dubs. And those people are famous. Were they hard to get a hold of? How, hard to schedule? Like, was you know, did you have to be like, hey, six months from now, I'll have you on? Or was it relatively <laughs> uncomplicated? No, I'm like, in the next couple of days, do you have half an hour? Oh, wow. Um, okay. And... So I've got a bunch of interviews lined up that I'm going to post and blah, blah, blah. But I just like to do it sooner, sooner the better because I think to myself, six months from now, their life might have changed, my life might have changed, you know, a month from now, even a month from now, same thing, scheduling problems, whatever. So I like to get it done as soon as possible. Next week, I usually say, it's probably the latest I do. Um, I say, let's talk next week. And then I follow up and follow up and follow up and follow up and I get annoying. But And they eventually, sh to shut me up, they, they agree. That's how I do it, really. And I, I don't have a tremendous following. Um, it's growing, definitely. I've only done it for a couple of months, but it's growing. I've got uh, about a 1,000 listeners a week now, which is quite nice. But it's, it's getting more and more, which is great. And um, people are interacting, and they're obviously liking what I'm throwing down. So, But it's it's not for that. I'm doing it just because I enjoy it, because I love anime. My daughter loves anime. And my daughters love anime. We watch it together. We laugh and we cry together. And uh, and that's really, really special. So, yep, the Anime Dad podcast. Um, if your listeners want to check it out, if they like anime or um, they like voice acting, um, then then that's a really cool place to go. Um, but my question's for you. How do you guys know each other? You probably said it in, in numerous podcasts, but how do you guys know each other? I don't know uh, if we've ever said it. No, we haven't said uh, No. Uh, we started, we were mechanics and we worked together at a particular dealership. And then we both ended up leaving at separate times and ended up, at another dealership together and i think mm -hmm. it was at that point that we ended up moving in together for a little while yeah and we lived together for i don't know a year uh, something like that yeah about a year and then uh, the only reason i moved out was because i i got with my current uh what would be my current wife we were in a band together for a while yep cool but we you know we've just uh more we than kept, once <laughs> yeah we were in two, two bands two. I, we've kept in touch just enough that we've remained it's always been like well i've got one friend at least yeah I had done this this podcast. It had a different name. I'd done it with another guy, and it you know we, it fell apart. And he's you know not in the podcast anymore. So I renamed it, and and here we are uh, running it. We we've, we've kept it going. Well, we tried a sports podcast first. Yeah, well, our first was a sports podcast. But and there's so many of those that it was going to be hard to even. Yeah, there's, there's not that true. we're not in this for the fame or the glory or anything. We're, mm. It's kind of like you were just it's therapy for us, and it's we we just want to get some info out there and. Uh -huh. you know just talk about being a dad because there's not much out there for dads like he said left right and center there's help for moms i mean there's help out there but it seems to be harder to find for dads and so um, true we wanted to kind of lessen the stigma of dads are tough and mean and you know all that stuff and that dads are actually people too kind of uh -huh. we wanted to try to help dads find some even if they get a laugh and it helps them have a good day or a good moment of their day that's kind of what we're in it for at least that's what i'm in it for like i don't i love making it. making money off it would be would be an extra plus like that would be great but that's not what i'm in it for mm, agreed i'm the same i'm the same i'd like to make a little bit of money get some patreons yeah um or something like that um just to be able to support the family and, and all this time i'm putting towards it maybe would help but uh, but no absolutely loving it and um that's cool you guys are really Really good interview interviewers and stuff. Have you guys have you guys got an Instagram? I couldn't find an Instagram for Two Dads Pod. We don't have really anything right now no. because we don't have. I was going to ask this yeah. as, as far as your fans. 
we have zero interaction. Yeah. Um, we've got followers. We've got regular listeners that aren't following. Um, <laughs> we've got listeners all over the globe, uh, Poland, India. We got a regular listener in Belgium, uh, regular listeners in Canada, Brazil, but they never, they never have anything to say. And we ask them, you know, we've given them, um, I had a, an email address that I was just, it was just sitting there not being used. So I was like, okay, you can email us at this email. And for a while we had Twitter. We still have Twitter, but I just I uninstalled it because I got tired of looking at it. And, and we just got no interaction. So it, it, we were basically putting it off until we, you know, got some sort of back and forth. I don't really know if it would be worth it until then. No, completely true. But to be honest, I, I don't get any of my interaction from emails or from Spotify. I don't. Most of my interaction, Instagram is 100% TikTok, which is another big one. Um, we, we are about to get on TikTok. I've, I've got some reels that I'm about to start posting on there, like in an advertising fashion. Cool. So I don't know, cool. maybe uh, there will be some interaction on there. Hundred percent. So that's 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 where that's where most people interact. I post little teasers on Insta, on TikTok, on uh, YouTube. I obviously, post the videos on YouTube, and that's where people interact the most. Not a tremendous amount of interaction as of yet, but it's growing. And uh, uh, it's, and then obviously putting polls on Spotify and questions. A few people interact with that with that as well. But but yeah, I think I'll be your first follower if you make an Instagram or a TikTok. I'll I jump on there that. and follow you. We can do some duets and collabs together. And Corey. You need a mustache being a, a, a dad. You need a mustache. It's, you bro. know, it's funny you said that, man, because I used to have a. Uh, used to have glorious, yeah, like uh, the vaudeville uh, the Raleigh Fingers uh, old western mm. uh, handlebar mustache. Yeah, handlebar. It's actually still on my uh, driver's license, uh, which uh, I <laughs> and don't. The little see. didn't you have the little? Yeah, I had a little bit uh, a Fu Manchu going on down, yeah. down here at the bottom, right. and um, and and I'll grow it again one day. But I get to this point where. I mean, like not to throw race into it, but I am like white through and through. Like my family is, my ancestors are are mostly from Germany. And Mm -hmm. I, for some reason, cannot grow a beard. Uh, You know, you would think that from where I come from, that I would just be set for good growth. But by and large, the cheeks are bare. And -hmm. after a while, I just get frustrated and I just shave it off. And then a year or two later, I'll grow it out for a year or two. It's kind of awesome because it just naturally curls up on the end. I, I don't, I don't have to do anything. That's um, cool. You never had to wax it. I, I have waxed it oh, at times okay. to kind of like you know because you, sometimes you want to give it that like real yeah. point to it. Oh yeah. But for the most part, yeah, I just like as it grows, I just do like this again and again and again, <laughs> and uh, and it you know it pushes itself out like a Batman villain. <laughs> That's uh, so cool. I get tons of compliments when I do it, but like just all all men. <laughs> of course, no, solely men. No, no women care about mustaches. No, they don't. Um, I only grew it for the podcast, really, just because I look more of it, and not. Uh, but I do look like a little pedophile as well. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing which is which is more, more comfortable with. And my wife doesn't mind it, so I might keep it longer. But we'll see what we'll see what happens. We're coming down here to the end. I've gotten a feel for your sense of humor, and I feel comfortable asking this. This was originally a question I was going to ask every dad we interviewed, but I. I got to thinking about it and I was like, maybe this wouldn't go across with every dad, but I, I feel like I'm, I'm comfortable with you at, at this point enough to, to ask this question. So you're, we're going to have to say it, it's at a later date and time, 10 years from now. Yes, I've or, tried, I've tried gay stuff. Is that what you're saying? I'm just, just joking. <laughs> so, well, I, <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was going to turn the camera off before we got to that part. <laughs> so, so we'll say 10 years from now, your oldest daughter comes to you and she's like, dad, I can't believe I'm coming to you with this, but 
I'm a serial killer. I've killed about five people now. Nice. And I'm having trouble, you know, hiding the bodies. Are you going to you know, not, I'm not going to say, are you going to do anything? Like, what are you yeah, going what, to do? What, what are is, you going to do? What is your, you know, philosophy, I guess. Are you going to help? Are you going to try and talk them down? You know, what is turn her in? Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of bush around here to hide bodies in. It's probably um, easy for him. Yeah. Like that's but, the thing is you could get away with it really easily. Yeah. We could. I mean, because of my morality, I'd probably, because she probably needs help after. Like yeah, an I mean, honest clearly answer, there's, there's a problem there. Yeah, an honest answer, you know. Yeah, she right, had five dead bodies laying around. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happened? Did the did the boys try to hurt you or something like that? If they hurt her, it's please, it's please tell me that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, if that happened, maybe I'll, I'll bury them. But I'd probably say, let's talk about this. How can I help you with this? Uh, her men- mental state first and get her help mentally. And after I've gotten her help mentally, we might we might together go to the cops and, and say this is what happened. But I'm not going to do it before because of the fact that they don't get much help in prison. Um, no, and I won't get... take it. To... No, she's not going to get help. She's going to get worse in prison. She might kill a few more people. So I'd yeah. rather, I'd rather, yeah, get her that mental help. Hide the bodies for now. Get her the mental help. <laughs> and then uh, once I've got her the mental help and she feels comfortable, um, we might go to the cops and say this is what happened um, and then go through that process. That is an interesting take on it. We could, you know, we could go down the rabbit hole there, but I'm, I'm going to stop there on the surface and that because that's a question, that's, though. That's basically what I was interested in, you know, and, and I wouldn't have thought to, good, you know, good take to to get them help and then try to get them, you know, to, to turn themselves in. Because like you said, the, probably the world over, they're not interested in, in your mental health. They're nope. interested in arresting you and putting you away and <laughs> likely forgetting about you. <laughs> yeah, true that. So yeah, that's a, that's actually a, um, a good take on a on a pretty silly question. But as we do with every every episode, hold on, I have one question. Oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Being not, you know, you're quote unquote foreign to us. You're from a, a different land. I only know Canadians as far as people that aren't from America. What is the perception of Americans? Are we arrogant assholes like everybody says we are? Is that what the perception is? Good question. I would have, I would have regretted not asking. I that. thought of it like halfway through, but you were on a roll. Good question. No, really good question. I, I, I personally have, uh, I, I, I like a few things about Americans. I like that you are confident. Most, uh, I view most Americans as confident, um, outgoing, being able to communicate and talk. This is how I view them personally, and. In New Zealand, we have a thing called tall poppy syndrome is when someone gets famous or someone someone says, oh, I'm, I'm quite good at this. Everyone shuts them down. And 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 I think Americans maybe help each other and support each other in that way. Uh, it's how I view. But I've noticed that the majority of Kiwis might look at America and be like, okay, a little bit self-centered as in the world rolls around America. I've heard stories. I've spoken to American Americans when I've traveled abroad to Scotland and such. I've, I've probably had six, seven instances of this being like, I'm from New Zealand. And they say, oh, is that in Australia? Or, um, yeah. Um, or one, 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 one girl said, oh, yeah, I'm, I said I was born in South Africa. And she said, oh, is that the South Island of Africa? You know, I thought it was two separate islands of Africa. Or they said, "Are you? why are you white? Um, which is something that happens regularly oh you're white that's funny from south africa maybe just maybe the school system with geography or or maybe that's just a select few people but yeah that's my perception and that's probably kiwi's perception but we love we love america watching growing up watching american shows i'd love to go to america 
because you feel like you know it so well. Yeah, you know it so well. So you've never never been. You've never been to America. Never been to America. Um, I'd love to go to Japan next. I think just because of anime. Um, But I went to Scotland, South Africa, and obviously New Zealand and Australia. But I would like to go to America. I've got a few friends there now because of the podcast. But just to because it'll feel like I'm home in a sense because I'm such a TV buff and right. um, all these places you see on different shows, um, you feel comfortable being there. And I think I think Americans like Kiwis and Americans like South Africans are relatively okay. Probably think we're arrogant pricks as well, but <laughs> South Africans. I think that a large percentage of the people I know would be like, oh, New Zealand, that's that's part of Australia. Yeah, that's pretty much right. Yeah, or at least, or like, well, I do have a lot of nerd friends, so they'd be like, "Oh, New Zealand! Did he, did yes. you ever go to Hobbit houses?" <laughs> yes, which I did. I did. Mada Mada is where it is, and uh, there's, there's the Hobbit sets are all over there, um, which is incredible. And you go into the Hobbit houses, and then <laughs> I'm tra- I'm tra- I'm traveling through a place called Arthur's Pass uh, in a few days, and Arthur's Pass is where they filmed a lot of the show. And there's like a giant Smeagol on the side of the road, and a giant <laughs> Gandalf. On the side of the road and it does feel like you're in lord of the rings i'm not gonna lie that's cool i have wanted to visit uh new zealand ever since that movie because just the scenery is just amazing we live in a mountainous region so i am fond of mountains in general and mm-hmm. you guys just have some it's not like the rockies or uh mount everest like your mountains are pretty you know you have like trees yeah. and stuff like that it's green and you know that's that's more my speed i don't need these jagged Bobby. cliffs and, and you know <laughs> snow covered caps uh, I mean, no. you know, give me snow if you if you need to, but just by and large, like I'm more in, interested in in greenery. Did anything else? No, that's it. Anything from you? Nope. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, no, that was that was that was great. Thank you so so much for um for having me on. You guys are are very nice people to talk to, and I'm I'm hopefully we can keep in contact and keep keep as friends. And me being ogre in, in the D and D campaign moving forward. Yeah, think, for sure. Uh, uh, we would, you know, we'd love to have you back on the podcast yeah. at a later date. Hey, we do, uh, we have a segment called future dad, where we talk about stuff that we will one day have to endure. Mm. So yeah, there may be the times that you could give us, you know, your insight on a past topic or a future one. But before we do let you go, we end every episode on a high note, uh, because sometimes our topics get a little depressing. We've talked about, you know, school shootings and stuff of that nature. Mm. So we like to end on, uh, on a happy note with, with a dad joke. And Dan comes strong with the dad joke every time. So go ahead, Dan, with your uh, with your masterpiece today. All right. What did the drummer name his two daughters? What? Do you have a guess? Uh, no, no guess. Uh, Snare and bass. <laughs> no. Anna one, Anna two. Oh, oh I like that. That's <laughs> real good. <laughs> it. And you can't help but smile. You just can't help but smile. You I love can't. it so much. Uh, I sent him one... Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it out to the audience. Since yeah, I, send it to you. I was um, gonna use it, but I was like, you already know the answers. So. Where Where does a king keep his armies? Where in his sleeves? Oh, <laughs> that's good. You actually, yeah, actually got, that's one. Of, you got it way my... faster than I did. <laughs> no, that's real good. I I actually use I use that in my podcast. I say I say what's your best dad joke, and I'm thinking one myself. I think we'll leave it on your ones. Your ones are great. <laughs> no worries no worries you can you can uh get one prepared for next time you come on yeah i do appreciate you being our first week we had another guest like it didn't it was more like he was like a host than a, than a guest so we didn't get a good you know uh interview feel so i'm glad that you were here for our first real interview and mm-hmm. it, you know it went great as far as i'm concerned i hope yeah. you had fun and i did we are happy to add a another dad to our league across the world That's right heck yeah you know hope you uh you know listen in the future and we will definitely listen to your podcast and i wrote down the bad friends and also wrote down the great the broccoli 
and, and, and the make smoothies. So thank you for uh, thank you for that information. And, and stay out of the water. Yes, and right. stay. Oh my God! Even if you've been in the water, the same place for fifty years, just stop. Stay out. Get, stop. Out, get out and don't go back. Stop swimming. <laughs> so with that, I do appreciate it, Riley. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate man. you. You have a good day and be safe out there. We will check you later, man. Yeah, check you later. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. You too.